Hello and welcome to Everybody Loves Movies, the podcast where two very incompetent friends watch movies and talk about them. I'm your host, Kana. And I'm Grim Weed. And it is February, so it's my birthday month. So Grim has allowed me to pick movies this month. Yep. All but one. And he's well, all but one. But I only need one to make him hate hate me, which is a special thing for me in revenge for Hanukkah. Oh, this is your revenge movie? No. Oh, I was hoping. I was, I was oh. thinking, oh, I'm getting off easy here. <laughs> nope. The movie that I picked today was The Amazing Spider-Man. And so we yeah, are going to go watch that. Movie. Nope, not the revenge movie. You guys will know what the yeah. revenge movie is. Will I know it? Or will I no. have to experience it before I find out that it's the revenge movie? Mm. Well, we can let the audience decide that. See if they know what. No, what I mean happen. is like when it comes time time to it, are you going to tell me... Or is it going to be like, I'm watching it and I figure out this is revenge? Mm, I can just name it and you're probably going to know it's the revenge movie. Okay. Well, enough foreboding talk about revenge. Let's get into today's movie. Let's go. guys we're back yay i think oh you didn't enjoy the amazing spider-man he's not one of my favorites that's so funny and and i said while we were recording too that this movie fell in the same time period as the dark knight trilogy Mm -hmm. where all the movies were way longer than they needed to be and you get like halfway through the movie before they suddenly decide oh yeah let's introduce yet another villain and then have a full movie's worth of time with that other villain, too. Well, That's kind of what this did. Except with only one villain. <laughs> yeah, it was half of the movie was him figuring out he's Spider-Man, and the other half is him and the villain. Oh, come on. You didn't like his montages? Well, the reason for a montage is to make shit happen quicker. And it's like, oh, let's do a montage and yet still spend the same amount of time on everything else. It's like, we had the montage, so we don't have to sit through all this. Oh, I mean, I like this movie, but I watched it in 2012, which is probably- so did, I. did you watch it in theaters? Yep. I did too. This is this is one of, one of the reasons why this is my favorite movie. This is one of the Spider-Mans I went to go see in the theater. Yeah, the only ones I haven't seen in theaters are the new ones. Really? Yeah. Huh. That's funny, because I've seen two of them in theaters, and I haven't seen the last one. I'm kind of in- the, the boat of like with all those people with like all the Batman movies, why do we always need to see the origin? We don't always need to see the origin for Spider-Man. I get that I not mean, every Spider-Man has the same origin, but they're so similar that, okay, yeah, he gets bit by a spider, move on. We don't true. need all this other stuff and then spend like this one, half the movie of him just figuring out what he could do. Whereas look at the others, they figured it out a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not even necessarily like, oh, I suddenly have powers. And, oh, I can now do these things. It still took them time. But movie-wise, it was a lot quicker. Oh, yeah. I get this movie a little bit more. Maybe it's, I get this movie a little bit more slack because of one, when it came out. And then two, also, um, this was only the second iteration of Spider-Man so I wasn't too annoyed with the fact that they did another like background on Ben again and his origins and him getting bitten by the spider. Because at this point, I don't think we had that many. I don't think we had. Did we have any of the animated movies yet? I don't think we did. Oh, there's been a lot of animated Spider-Man and oh, yeah, other live action anima- Spider-Man before. Oh, yeah. Well, this would only be count. like the second since like you've been alive, maybe. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Who cares about what came before you guys, before this? <laughs> oh, gee, thanks. <laughs> I think we can also just all agree there's no comparison to cartoons, because cartoons are infinitely better when it comes to superheroes. Oh, yeah, you have way more freedom, and it doesn't cost you near as much to have these fantastical comic book effects as if you're trying to do it live action. So you can actually focus on the story. Yeah. But anyway, I will say that even though there are still problems with a lot of the newer comic book movies, at least they're improving because, like I said, the old Spider Man wasn't good. The old Captain America wasn't good. The Doctor Strange 
was horrible. I can't even imagine what Doctor Strange was like back then. Oh, it was bad. They changed so much. But I mean, from what I what I saw with your reactions during the Amazing, Amazing Spider-Man, they still made a lot more improvements going into Tom Hall and Spider-Man. Yeah. A lot of this one felt like I was watching like video game cutscenes. A lot of the times when they had the CG or like him swinging through the town or whatever, a lot of it felt more like video game. Granted, good video game animation, but it felt more like that rather than a movie. True. I mean, to me, I think one, it's also a product of its time because I do believe 2012 to like what up till like what 2016 it was a lot of they really were just like cgi 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 yeah there was a big push to to do cg and things rather than practical effects yeah and leaving practical effects behind because practical effects is expensive yeah but yet practical effects often can be done for much cheaper than cg and usually would look better on screen oh yeah i don't i don't knock knock the physical effects i actually prefer physical effects for like spider-man because actually for as much as i think um andrew garfield did a lot of his own stunts during this movie which i think he did really well they did a lot more with tom holland and it looked really good mm-hmm. but i mean getting into the movie i do think that Aunt may and ben are always still great characters in this movie yeah. Like their iterations are still. Yeah, I I like this one. I like this Aunt May better than the new Aunt May. Which and... a lot of people would say sacrilegious. Well, yeah, they like but the that's new only because they think she's hot. That has nothing <laughs> to do with to it that. being Aunt May. It's just she's hot. <laughs> I was about to say someone would say you're sacrilegious because Aunt May's hot now. Yeah, and it's like Peter Parker shouldn't be having a hot aunt like that. Come on. I mean, some people would argue against that to you. No, it's, well, I said it when we were watching the movie that one of the things with Aunt May was she was always a very good source of wisdom for Peter. Yes. And a lot of that wisdom came from her years of experience. And a younger Aunt May, it's harder for that kind of feel to, or it's, it's harder for that kind of a relationship to feel the same. True. I do find it interesting how this Aunt May and younger Aunt May look very similar. Like the current Aunt May just looks like a younger version of this Aunt May. Yeah. There are there are a lot of times when I could see like if it was not necessarily an older her, but like her mom. Like they yeah. they definitely looked in a lot of scenes, they definitely look like they could be related. Yeah. <laughs> and I just realized that, but I haven't watched this movie in a very long time, so Actually, they acted really similar, too. I was, like, sitting here. I was just like, huh, she reminds me of the younger Aunt May. Yeah, they do <laughs> act the younger a lot alike. Yeah, they do act a lot alike. I was, like, sitting there like, huh, I wonder if the actress, for, I wonder either if the director or the actress kind of took inspiration from Aunt May from The Amazing Spider-Man. There's not much to talk about the beginning, uh, like, the very beginning. I mean, it's Peter Parker, although he's a different peter parker in some sense because they think he's like he's bullied but he's just the long line of victims that flash has chosen yeah he's he not wasn't really like, like the the outcast like all the school bullies went after him it was just kind of like he was in flash's way yeah i feel like flash is interesting in that he just kind of has like whoever's in my way at the time i'm just gonna bully them yeah i just that sounds about like, right for flash I mean, I guess it's not normal to me because the la- the flashes that I've gotten to know have been like the flashes that are just like, I'm just bullying Peter Parker and that's it. It does seem like it's one of their most favorite pastimes. Oh, flashes? Yeah. <laughs> bullying Peter Parker. Yeah, it <laughs> seems any- like no matter which flash you're looking at, they do like to harass Peter. Whether they're friends or not, they do tend to like to harass him. I mean, I guess at this point, it's just kind of normal for flash to be like yeah peter parker it's it's the multiverse it's the only consistent singular it's the only consistent variable in the multiverse of all marvel flash will always bully peter parker well not necessarily bully sometimes it's like playful harassing other times it's just downright bullying (laughs) sometimes it's downright harassment yeah although i do i do like the iteration that peter is a skateboarder i don't know what made them pick that in this because that always seems like some 
Probably. It's almost it's something that I almost feel like should be applied to Miles Morales and never Peter Parker. Yeah, it does seem to fit more of a Miles Morales feel than Peter. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind him doing it. It's, it, it's also because Andrew Garfield is actually a skater. Well, yeah, but still. A skateboarder. It, I can't really say Peter Parker's not a skateboarder because it's a comic. Peter Parker's not real anyway. True. But I it mean, doesn't I, have the feel of the Peter Parker Spider-Man that it does of the Miles Morales Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. But the time period it came out, it has the logic of more relevant that Spider-Man. Yeah. Well, I think Spider-Man, what Spider-Man can, what Peter Parker and Spider-Man can do changes with the era. So Spider-Man being able to, <laughs> the artist. also the writer, the artist, it's kind of like Batman. Batman can have a good or gr- bad time be- depending on which writer is. And if the writer hates Batman. Mm-hmm. So I have a feeling it's the same thing for Peter Parker sp- slash Spider-Man. Yeah. It, most likely. <laughs> I mean, I do like how they did his. I know you don't like it. I like how they do. I like how they did how he found out his powers and stuff like that, like the train scene. Oh yeah, like that. that was it was cool and all. It's just it took so long. Eh, Grim's not patient with that. Kind well, of stuff. the movie the movie is over two hours. That's yeah, a it long, is really long time for a comic book movie, like a Spider Man movie. It was if 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 this was the first time Spider Man had been on screen. If Spider-Man wasn't already decades old at the time, if there was a person on Earth that didn't already know Spider-Man got his powers from getting bit by a spider, if we already didn't know Uncle Ben dies, if there wasn't already somebody on Earth that didn't know this shit, I could see, okay, (laughs) having some of that in there. But Mm -hmm. in a two-hour, 16-minute movie, you don't need to take the first half of it just dealing with that. Oh, yeah. I do think they didn't learn that with the second iteration. And they finally, well, since I've, I've been born, and they learned it with, like, the third iteration with Tom Holland. Yeah. And, and I think with that one, that was one of the things that there was a huge push at the time that we don't need to see all this origin stuff anymore. And True. that came out and and everybody was like, oh, please don't tell me we're going to have to deal with that. And we we didn't really have much of it. So, okay, well, that's helpful. Great. Now we can move on to the actual story. Mm -hmm. And given I think that that was a good direction to go in, that it's just that whole cry for no background wasn't in 2012. (laughs) No, unfortunately (laughs) not. (laughs) Well, I mean, it it existed. It just wasn't a loud enough cry. I'm just going to blame the Dark Knight (laughs) for all this. Well, you can blame the Dark Knight for a lot, and I would definitely say that the length of this, you could blame on Dark Knight. I didn't know you can blame the Dark Knight for other things, but okay. Oh, yeah. I actually don't mind Dark Knight. Oh, no. Dark Knight, I think, is one of the, at least the first one, is one of the better Batman movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I still prefer Michael Keaton, but that's a whole different kind of Batman anyway. Yeah. Um, so, But anyway, we're talking I, about Spider-Man, not Batman. <laughs> so i mean the montage i think is like for me i do like seeing him like making his webs shooters and stuff like that and and like learning although he didn't really learn he just kind of went into it guns blazing yeah. for as long as that montage was he went into it guns blazing he's just like whatever jumping off a building with my newly completed web shooters whatever mm-hmm. Yeah, that montage was just him building it. It had nothing to do with the testing. It ended with his first test of him jumping off a building. What a millennial viewpoint of YOLO. If if I die, I die. Yeah, it was just weird. It's like, you're going to do all this shit and not at least see if, I don't know, can I hang from the ceiling from this before? Can I swing from a building with it? Um. I mean, realistically, he's played as a teenager in high school, and I mean, it's late high school, but like, I can see a teenager in high school doing that. Well, yeah, but he's also is... smart. Remember, oh, he's yeah, supposed he's also to be smart. smart. Oh, yeah, he's also smart, but at times, Peter can be a mad scientist genius in a way. Unfortunately, he does that a lot in this movie. 
I think Miles is a little bit more of the because there there are iterations where Miles is well, there's a lot of iterations where Miles is like super smart like Peter. I think it's almost every iteration. Well, yeah, Miles, Miles is smart, but Miles also is um he's not at he's, Peter's level. No, and Peter Miles is more of a test runner kind of person too. He's more of a like I'm not going to jump straight into it. Whereas Peter sometimes has just jumped straight into stuff headfirst, like he does in this movie. Yeah. Like he jumps in headfirst to making his web shooters and just testing them out. He jumps headfirst in making the suit and battling vigilantes on the streets to find. Who well, he's not battling uncle. vigilantes. He's a vigilante. I mean, battling, battling bad guys in the streets, semi-quipping with them and then jumping yeah. into research. I, I don't even know if I would say semi-quipping because this is like the least quips of any Spider-Man. <laughs> that is true. And then jumping in with Connors to create whatever they created. To, oh, the the cross genetic. Um, God, was it cross species genetic testing? I'm gonna yeah. go with that. And they kind of just he kind of just jumped into that, not thinking of any repercussions that that could have drawn. Yeah, pretty much. So yeah, Peter. Peter in this movie does fulfill the mad scientist Peter Parker really well. Mm-hmm. So I mean, the issues that I have is that he's super awkward, which I I kind of Peter Parker's always been awkward, but it, it. I think I'm more cringe at the parts with him and Gwen. Yeah, the which, way he interacts with her yeah. is hard to watch. It's hard to watch, and it's like I always forget that Emma Stone can play a really cringy, awkward, really well to the point where you're just like, oh yeah, I. I love Emma Stone, but I hate watching this. Yeah. And Andrew Garfield also is another person who can play a really awkward character. And those two together have such a awkward chemistry that it is, again, kind of hard to watch. Yeah. It's just weird. I don't know how to explain it. It's just weird. I mean... It is weird because, like, given they have a lot of chemistry because they ended like every Spider-Man couple, they ended up dating after the movie, and a lot of people were just like they have some of the best chemistry. They have better chemistry than Tobey Maguire did with. Oh, I don't even remember the fucking Kristen her name. Dunst. Kristen Dunst. I know a lot of people were saying they have that Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone have a lot of chemistry, and they really like seeing them on the screen. I've never seen two people who are more. Maybe I, I don't, don't like Tobey Maguire. I didn't like Tobey Maguire and Kristen Dunst, but oh that's no, just me. I, I'm I'm talking about <laughs> Emma Stone and, and I'm talking about Stone and Garfield. That I just when they're together and they're not being awkward, maybe, but even that mm-hmm. is kind of weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think that I think the chemistry award has to go to the new one. Oh, Holland and Zendaya definitely have the best chemistry out of all of them. They're in a league of their own. We're not putting them with the with these plebe, plebeians right here. We're they're in a league <laughs> of their own. We 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 don't we don't compare them. They're not even comparable to. Okay, so these, these aren't these aren't ones in the contest. These are judges of the contest. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they're they're looking down on the plebeians, being like, mm, "One could try harder." We we all know you can never rise to our level, but we can appreciate the attempt. So let's see what you yes. got. And if I'm going to do Emma and Garfield versus Andrew and Christian, I'd rather watch Andrew Garfield and Emma than, Gar- God damn it, than <laughs> Tobey Maguire and Christian Dunst. <laughs> Anyways, back to Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone. <laughs> God. Um, what do you think of the villain, like with O'Connor as being the main villain? Like no other big Spider-Man villain, they went with O'Connor. With Connors? Yeah. Connor. Oh, yeah, Connor. Um, I think it could have been done a lot better. I think if they would have cut the figuring out what you can do shit in half, they could have spent more time on Connor and l- the lizard and spent more time refining that mm-hmm. and kind of maybe reallocate some of that m- budget money that went from the graphics and cg (laughs) shit that they used in that in those just completely pointless moments to boost up the looks of some of the others so it didn't look so comic bookish okay i think the lizard could be a very intriguing character and on its own i think could be fine just with the way they just 
with the way they spread this out and just kind of drug the movie out so much, it feels like mm-hmm. there should be something else going on. I because this movie that. was I... like, he was learning the ropes as he's trying to track down a person. Mm-hmm. But it's always like just regular petty criminals. It's not anything major. And then he goes up against yeah. Connor. And now all of a sudden, Connor's is this huge lizard. And he's only gone up against, like I said, petty criminals before. Yeah. There should have been, even if it wasn't another big villain, there should have been something else. Yeah. I mean, given to me, I, I thought Connor's was a weird... I don't know why I call him O'Connor before, but Connor was a weird villain to me when I first watched it when I was younger. And even now as an adult, I always thought it was weird that they picked a li- like lizard because I really thought when they were going to make a new Spider-Man, they were going to go more like Kingpin or <sighs> I didn't think they were going to do Green Goblin again because Green Goblin would have been too, too um, repetitive. Been done that. Well, repetitive. yeah, but how many times do they say, okay, we're going to do a new Batman. Okay. What were we doing first? Here's the Joker. You're the Joker. I mean, you, well, I mean, every Batman's got to have a Joker. So why not every Spider-Man got to have a Green Goblin? I don't know why they just really was like, I guess they didn't want to be compared to the first Spider-Man, but like that, you can't avoid that though. Well, yeah. And there's so many others that they could have used. What villain would you have preferred them to use other than like Green Goblin or something like that? Because like, I don't see Venom because Venom's too like Oh, it's later. too early. Yeah. It's way too yeah, early later game, Later game kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It seems like, like something like this is more fitting, but the way they did it, there was so much time away from his interaction with him. And Mm -hmm. it's just kind of suddenly there they are. Suddenly we have to fight. Okay. Now I won. There really wasn't much of a buildup. It was just, okay, I'm going to spend this whole movie trying to figure this out. And then suddenly I'm going to be faced with something unlike anything I've ever seen before, get a little bit more bruised than normal, but be able to handle it without any problem. Yeah, I mean, I wish they focused more on Connors as a villain. I wish they did less, I wish they did a shorter montage because there's still cool bits in those montages. Oh, yeah. I just But they they could have combined some of them too. Yeah, I wish they were shorter. Yeah, and- and it's like, okay, let's take this montage and cut a little bit out of it. Let's take this one, cut a little bit out of it, combine them. And now he can do all these things instead of here's a montage. Now let's hear, let's have a bunch of other shit. Okay. Now let's do another montage. Now a bunch of other shit. Oh, now another montage. We don't need all those extra bits. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah, make some they- of the scenes in the montage a little longer to incorporate those extra bits, but you don't need as much of it. Yeah. I mean, for me, um, I really had I really wish they had explored more of the surrounding background about Oscorp and everything too because there's a lot they, it wasn't even answered in the next movie. It was a lot about his dad and how his dad was probably assassinated or killed. Um it's just like we never go into the background of the world of that. So I was really kind of disappointed with that too. Um rewatching well, it. I mean you figure there's a lot going on mm-hmm. and He's got a lot to figure out with what's going on with him, let alone mm-hmm. try and figure out what happened to his dad. Yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of things that could have been done. A lot of things that should have been done. <laughs> I mean, given, I know we were talking about this during the movie, like the CGI for its time was okay. It was. Y- yeah. I think they overused it. Yes. Which I think is really saddening because Andrew Garfield was very much willing and had the training to do basically most if not all his own stunts so they didn't really need to cgi as much as they could have just used him well yeah but even then doing the stunts there's so much other stuff going on around him and what he would be doing during the stunts where to have the practical effects like with the web shooters and stuff like that during the stunts could be either impossible or dangerous that's true so yeah have him do the stunt and then cg all the shit around him yeah. But then instead of it making the stuff around him look weird, it made him look weird. Mm-hmm. Well, I would think there would be a little bit of CGI with his, like a little bit of CGI with his suit. Because I know there's a, there was some CGI with um, Tom Holland's face in the um, in the next movies because of the eye, eye opening and closing, yeah. like those kind of parts too. I mean, it's still um, not as bad as the CG suit in Green Lantern. 
oh no no no, no. that that was awful yeah. and did that does that exist i didn't know that existed hmm unfortunately it does because even ryan reynolds will admit that it happened yeah because he doesn't he shoot himself in like before he took oh in the deadpool Green yeah contract yeah, yeah. <laughs> i remember that shit um there's so much in this movie and given i still love this movie i i really love this movie more than i actually should but um yeah <laughs> <laughs> no i i it's not a bad movie it's just oh, it's not, not my bad. favorite of the spider-man that's for sure i like it better than toby mcguire's but i have i i don't like it's probably because I don't like Tommy Maguire acting wise either. I I, I look at Tommy Maguire and go, because his acting sometimes leaves much to be desired. Yeah. Um, but I'm really sad because like I thought like the buildup of the environment and Andrew Garfield. I think even though I know Andrew Garfield was a little bit too old for this this role and Emma was t- Emma Stone was too. Just the aspect of like I think someone put it in a good in a different in an interesting way where the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man is the Peter that had basically no um what was it he had like no confidence he didn't really have a lot of confidence before Spider-Man and having Spider-Man made him gain confidence and Mm. made him a little bit more on the arrogant side after that whereas this is this iteration of Peter Parker which is Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker is a Spider-Man that was uh, very confident in the beginning. He had a lot of confidence in himself. Had a lot of confidence in what he does. Um, and Spider Man hu- being Spider Man humbled him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Everyone so, kind of had to. I like that iteration. I I personally like that iteration of Peter Parker where he had some confidence before Spider Man, and Spider Man's kind of a humbling position for him over time because he learns what it takes to be a superhero like Spider Man. Um, I. Never really liked Tobey Maguire, the version of Peter Parker where he becomes overly confident as Spider-Man. It's just like some of the personally the Spider-Mans that I don't comics that I don't really like. But that maybe because that's out of my gen- out of my generation. It could be. Yeah. So that's why I think I like this amazing. I like the Amazing Spider-Man so much because I was just like, oh, I really like this Peter Parker, and maybe that's it. I really like Peter Parker. Um, I think it has the same dilemma that like. Batman does like sometimes you're going to really like Bruce Wayne more than you like Batman or you're going to really like Batman more than you like Bruce Bruce Wayne it's rare but it happens yeah and I I can understand what you're saying because like I don't like this Spider-Man I think Mm -hmm. this Spider-Man is um it's like I kind of want to say Spider-Man should be more like Deadpool Mm -hmm. I know I was going to ask you this is unrelated but I think I was going to ask you after the lizard stuff if what you thought about um, like all the fighting scenes I, I have to say i wasn't really impressed with the fighting scenes in this that's funny because if, if anything it would have been the one scene where he wrapped the lizard up like um like a cocoon that's the one like that you like that if oh, anything no. of the fight scenes i think that one because all the rest just felt weird and i think there was just so much it was like there well the choreography the choreography wasn't too bad, but it was like they're choreographing a p- computer program rather than people because mm-hmm. so much of it is just CG. How much of it was actually CG? Oh, you mean Dr. Cotter's? Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. I wasn't thinking about that. Like the actual main was- fight scenes. And I, I don't mean like just the person on person type stuff because, yeah, it's a fight scene, but in this kind of movie, those really aren't the you don't fight care about scenes. That. When, yeah, when yeah, you say, you what did you think of the that. fight scenes and a superhero movie? You're not thinking this petty criminal in the alley that he was and fighting with a little bit. You think of mm-hmm. like him fighting against the villains. Yeah. I think the unfortunate part is that's what happens when you have villains like that. It's a lot of CGI. I think... I think that's the unfortunate, the unfortunate part of not having Green Goblin because you don't have like a physical person in a suit. You have a big mo- CGI monster that you have to fight. I guess they've gotten better with it over the years. Yeah, I mean, it could be worse. It could I'm have actually been the next movie. Thinking, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I do like the cocoon scene with Cotters. I I actually really do like, and I I. I bought this up during the movie too. How spider? It's weird to say for someone with arachnophobia and who hates spiders with all her her fiber of her being. I do kind of like that he acts a little bit spider-like in this movie. Yeah, he does use 
the the spider abilities to his advantage um, to his advantage more than some of the others do. Um, I think they played it more on that one because I think McGuire is weird enough to do it, but um. And not talking about but Andrew Garfield's weird enough to do it because like you could even see it when he was getting his powers when like the guy put the beer bottle on him and like he could sense that one singular drop of water and he freaked out. Yeah, he could sense that one drop of water, but not the cold beer bottle. Nope. I mean, at that point he was having a fever. I'm sure that beer bottle felt cool on his head. Which still you should be able to feel it then. Oh yeah. But I guess it wasn't a danger like the one singular <laughs> water droplet oh yeah because you know one drop of water is all it takes to to fuck a person up just ask the wicked witch <laughs> um i think they're more playing it that he was having like an oversensitized moment that's what yeah, i'm and, guessing at and that's one of the things that i did like with this is they did play up the whole reaction to the sudden hyper senses yeah, I like that they did like a hypersensitivity moment like that. He went from being like a normal human being, which even we have hypersensitive moments mm-hmm. um, to but having his hyper senses are like way off the charts. Um, well, I know a lot of people's favorite headcanons is that no matter what iteration of Spider-Man you had, they're probably they would probably have uh, overstimulated moments because you're suddenly going from human to someone who has these these senses that are way above any human being living mm-hmm. so at that point at what point do you just become overstimulated it would take adjusting yeah so i do kind of like, I like whole... how they did like having that included in this rather than just oh suddenly now i can hear shit cool <laughs> suddenly now i have 2020 vision yeah, it's like, oh, I don't need my glasses anymore. I can toss those. Oh, I can hear things across the room that I couldn't hear before. Great. I can do all these cool things. Cool. This one was like, holy fuck, what's going on? Am I tweaking? Holy crap. So I do like that they did address that. But again, too long. we didn't need as much of the learning what he is stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about his relationship with... Like his various relationships with different people through across the film. I know we went over Gwen and I know we went over Connors a little bit. Although I must say the fact that he went deep, deep, deep dive in with Connors doing this big project that could have big repercussions, which seeing the mice in that hologram where it was like a failed test. I'm like, mm. is that over cancer's growth? That's what could happen. Um. Well, Parker and Connors did do a lot of experiments together and some fucked up shit did happen to some mice. So um, having that in the movie is just kind of like, okay, cool. They're acknowledging shit that has happened before in the comics Mm -hmm. or in cartoons and all that stuff. They're acknowledging things that have been established, not Mm -hmm. just making shit up at random. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, there's no relationship there between them other than, oh, by the way, you happen to work with my dad. Yeah. So I kind of wish they went more into development with Ad. Yeah. If there was some kind of a relationship there, like if it was a teacher or if Peter would have actually been an intern. So when you say like the relationships with people, what do you mean? We already went over Gwen Stacy. We were in the lizard. Um, I think May and Peter are their typical, like, May and Peter. Yeah. Um, I, I think this May kind of... Took the background more yeah, for... Yeah, this, this May was more background because a lot of times May, especially with Peter coming home as bruised and beaten up as he would, May would be more involved. Like, what is going yeah, on? And, she would show more concern. And... um. Uncle Ben took more of the forefront in this movie for the yeah, beginning. Yeah, Uncle half Ben's usually not around for that much. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was. He had more speaking lines than any Ben I've seen. Yeah, usually if Uncle Ben's in the movie that much, it's only because they keep making rice. <laughs> so I mean, I think it's kind of cool that Ben gets a little bit more of a speaking part in this, where it's like. It makes sense because he's basically Peter's dad at this point. He he took care of him since he was very, very young. So Yeah. Well, I wonder how much of that, too. It's like, okay, if this is an actor that we have for this role, we need to take advantage of it. Let's keep him in here for a while. 
Oh yeah, you mentioned the actor, and I didn't know what his name was. You're like, yeah, when you have him, you should he should have speaking lines. Well, yeah, it's like you don't just have him in there, have him say two lines, and then gone. Yeah, you were just like, well, it's Martin Sheen. He has to have some kind of part. Well, you were talking about how you liked this Uncle Ben more, and I was like, well, Martin Sheen kind of does that. He brings something to a role. It's kind of like Kurt Russell, just his presence on the screen as a character. It brings something to that character. Yeah, I think for this version of Ben, I really, I like I said, I really like him. It was very like, I liked the whole aspect of he, he was a better, he had better quips than Peter did. Yeah. <laughs> he almost is like this hybrid version of, yeah, I'm your uncle, but I'm also your fucking dad. So he had like mm-hmm. some uncle vibes to him, but he really did like when it, he needed to step up and be dad. He, he was dad for a moment. Yeah. And I, and I, I, do I like think that. this is one of the few times when Peter actually got to acknowledge that to his uncle rather than it mm-hmm. being like, oh, he's dead now. I wish I would have been able to tell him this. He actually got yeah. to express that to him face to face. Yeah. And I mean, I know you were waiting for the line of um, with great power comes great responsibility. Yep. Almost, I do like how they changed it for Ben. It was like, if you have the ability to do good, it's your moral obligation to do good. Wow, I can't re- I can't believe I remembered that shit. Yeah, you remembered that one, but you had trouble remembering the great power comes great responsibility shit. Yeah, honestly speaking. But remember, I, it, it, you can say it that way, or you can say, with Mogwai comes great responsibility. With Mogwai comes great, yes, with Mogwai comes yes. great responsibility. Um, I probably like out of all, well, you don't really get Ben a lot in the other series either. Out of mm-hmm. all the Bens, I like this Ben the best. Well, yeah, and like I said, I think it's one because it's Martin Sheen and he brings something to He's it. Martin Sheen. And yeah. two, you have so much more time with him. Yeah, which you're right. Again, we don't, we never really get much time with Uncle uncle ben so it's nice to get uncle ben in a way that we have more of his quips (laughs) yeah oh i do like the one part where he was just like is that the girl you like i'm his parole officer yeah it's like yeah fuck you too ben i don't know why i just feel like you would have an uncle like that grim oh no i'd be the uncle like that you would do that to a poor unfortunate (laughs) soul i would be be that uncle you'd be like the uncle that goes with (laughs) if you if you have a if you have the ability to do good you have a more obligation to do it but if he fucks up hey yeah so i'm his parole officer nice to meet you he's been in jail for like thievery and like assault with the (laughs) assault with a deadly weapon you know he's really dangerous yeah or you or you make him like the ultimate loser or something like he got he got caught for like public nudity or something like that. He got caught trying to steal women's underwear from Sears. You would say that. <laughs> not even not even like a store that's like big and popular. A store that's if it even still exists, it's barely even open and someplace that <laughs> like not even known for having like good like as far as women's underwear, it's not known for having this oh, that's where you go to get the good shit. It's like no, you just go to Sears to get just underwear you don't you want fancy no sex no just you want underwear you go to sears you don't go to he didn't steal from victoria's secret no he stole the sears underwear it's like the giant granny panties that you could like make a parachute out of embarrassing am i right yeah that's the kind of uncle that's the kind of uncle you want to be no, that's the kind of uncle I am. Who are you talking about? Who are you trying to kid? That, that's who I am, not what I want to be. I feel like if I feel like if you, you being this age, if my brother was still in high school and you had to pick him up when he was in trouble, you'd be like, yeah, I'm his parole officer to a girl he likes. And I'd be like, damn, you really fucked up his social Oh, I totally would, because I somewhere I have, um, because I worked for a security company, somewhere I have one of the magnetic car door badges, I totally Mm -hmm. would slap that on and make him get in the back seat when I picked him up. (laughs) I'd totally, it's like, just pull it, slap it on, pull up to the front, make him get in the back seat. Totally going to prison. Totally going back to prison. (laughs) And it might even be like, I'd have, I'd like see him and then go around and open the door and make sure he got in and then close it to make sure people are seeing <laughs> <laughs> you being escorted off of school campus. Yeah. 
man. I mean, speaking of the police, what do you think about um, Peter and um, oh god, Gwen's Captain dad, <laughs> Captain Stacy? I'm glad you remember him. Well, it's because he's a comedian that I like. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I didn't know that. Where did I, you pick someone who's a comedian to be captain, a uh, cap police captain? Well, he's also done a lot of acting, and he was in. Um, trying to remember what the series was but it was um like a fireman it was was all about like one specific firehouse i believe Mm -hmm. but i think he was like in charge in that too i don't remember it's been a long time and i don't i never really actually no i never watched the show at all anyway (laughs) (laughs) i didn't really know actually i didn't watch it at all yeah i I didn't watch it but i had a lot of friends that did Mm -hmm. um but yeah, he used to do stand up a lot too. Interesting. But as a, as this character, I think it could have really been anybody. Yeah. This wasn't meant to be like a character that had some great importance. It was just we need to have a cop that doesn't like him. Oh, let's make things difficult by having the love interest be the daughter of the cop. But anyway. Yep. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean. It's become yeah, like I my new think... favorite thing to say since Spirit Away. It's just, okay, move on. Moving move on. on. <laughs> Moving on. Um, <laughs> the things you learn from movies. The things you learn from Burby. Where is Burby in this movie? I don't think Burby's presence was felt at all in this movie. Um, but Plague Air was in this movie. Yeah, Plague Air was in this movie a lot. And apparently, what does lizard Plague Air taste like? It tastes like roasted newt, whatever that well, tastes like. Did we have lizard Plague Air? Yeah, we had he, we had the sewer air. We did have sewer air, but when Connors released his toxin, that's technically plague air. Um. Well, yeah, but that was more that was like a toxin meant to change people. So I would say it would be kind of medicinal. <laughs> kind of medicinal. Yeah, <sighs> I'd say it was like, um, you know how they have like certain cough medicines, but there's like, oh, this is cherry flavor. It's like, okay, you can maybe get a hint of cherry, but it tastes like medicine. Mm-hmm. This one, I'm guessing it's green, so I'm going to say it's like a sour apple medicinal. Yummy. Yeah. That sounds horrible. It's like, <laughs> let's put <laughs> apple into cough medicine. Yeah. But then again, so that's what Plague Air Lizard Edition tastes like. Yeah, Lizard Toxin Plague Air is sour apple medicine. Interesting. Well, we'll have all, this, all the flavors of the rainbow. Oh, God. Can't say that. Never mind. But anyway... <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't really think Bird B really played much of a role in this. I think this is one that he just kind of sat aside and he said Spider Man got this. Yeah, Spider Man got it. Spider Man is my creation, so therefore, well, he does kind of fly through the sky in a sense, kind of. So, so Bird B's presence was felt in a way. Oh, Bird but... B's presence was felt by the lack of Bird B. <laughs> well, I mean, we, we've was... We've already we've already figured out that anytime there's any birds or bees, bird bees there. And there were birds flying through the sky. So bird bee was there. But it's I like, mean, you know what? Te- Spider-Man's got this handled. I don't need to waste my time. I mean, technically speaking, it is sometimes Peter B. Parker. So maybe technically Do you think I don't the know where B I was stands for bird? Yeah. <laughs> B stands for bird bee. Peter Bird Parker. <laughs> Peter Bird. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Peter B. Parker. I'm done. It's fine. I'll go crawl in a hole now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, anyway. (laughs) I like how it's like she had nowhere to go with that. And I didn't know where to go with it either. So I was like, fuck it. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Um. But yeah, but yeah, I, no. I, I think as far as the character relationships go, it was just kind of blah. I mean, there wasn't really anything that I felt was like a meaningful relationship between characters. Mm-hmm. Um, Other than the supreme awkwardness between Gwen and Peter. Well, yeah, there was the awkwardness, but I think the only ones that you really got a feel of them actually having like a relationship would have been May, Ben, and Peter. Because the way he yeah. was with anybody else, there there was never, like, yeah, he did tell Gwen way earlier than what he should have. But at the same time, he still kind of wasn't honest with her in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he 
wasn't honest with May. He wasn't honest with Ben. But the feel of that dishonesty was a lot different than the feel of when he was lying to the other characters. Yeah. I mean, at the point that I'm at with this movie, I think that there's a lot to be desired rewatching it. Even though I still like this movie, I, I can see its faults. I will admit when my child is ugly. <laughs> it's not it's not a bad movie. It's just not one of the best. Yeah. There are definitely better. Mm-hmm. But it's not something that I wouldn't watch again unless I was being forced to. I I'd watch it again. I wouldn't watch it again like anytime soon. <laughs> But, you know, there's some movies that, oh, yeah, I could watch that again. You could just put it on and just keep rewatching it. Other movies, like, yeah, I watched it. I don't need to watch it for a while. But I would watch it again eventually. I just don't need to do it for a while. And then there's some movies where it's like, I watched it once and that was too much. I mean, yeah, I get that. For me, Blair Witch was, I watched it once and that was too much. It was such a horrible, boring movie. I don't want to have anything to do with it again. Interesting. This one, I could watch this again but I don't necessarily huh. need to watch it anytime soon. 20 more times. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, given, I think in the long line of superhero movies, there has been way worse. God, there's been way worse. Green Lantern, Doctor Strange, the old Spider-Man. The old Doctor Strange? Yeah. Okay, I was about to say. Um, I mean, is there any current movies that you didn't like more than this movie? Like Current, movies, movie? current movies that I didn't like more than this? Aquaman. Really? Yeah. Don't get I me mean, wrong. I love I love who they casted as Arthur, but I don't like the movie. Interesting. Um, pretty much any of the DC movies, really. DC superhero movies are kind of crap. I kind of can't put DCs in the running cuz they're they're more than anything kind of bad. I think we've talked about most of the stuff that I wanted to talk about cuz I feel like when you're talking about any iteration of the movies in Spider-Man, you won't be able to get past in a conversation without talking about every other Spider-Man that's within the known universe. So, I mean... Yeah, Spider-Man is one of those weird things that it is hard to kind of isolate a a Spider-Man. I guess if we were a little bit more competent, though, we could have just said, you know what, we're only going to talk about the events of this movie. (laughs) And I didn't want to do that because the movie is actually kind of ridiculously long and if you don't know the movie by now i mean you can get a general gist of our even with just our conversation it's the origin of spider-man with the villain that he fights it's like that's like literally the whole thing that's every spider-man movie except some of tom holland's well yeah tom holland's is a special case right now because they're trying to do more with spider-man which I'm not liking in some aspects, but that's a whole nother Well, they're issue. trying to bring Spider-Man over into the rest of Marvel stuff, and that is the easiest way to do it because it's still yeah. a matter of who owns it. Mm-hmm. So it's a little um, tougher. Yeah. And so given- for Sony to keep doing it, it's harder for them because they don't have access to a lot of the characters. So yeah. they can't really go as nuts as they would like to for a spider-man movie anyway mm-hmm. so i mean i do know i miss J. jonah jameson i do to have a J. spider-man jameson. without jj it's, it's weird. weird it is weird um i've i found that weird i i mean given i like J. jonah jameson but i can also live without him i feel like he hasn't been as much of a pinnacle character as he has been in previous times well that's one of the things that I did like with the last spider I think it's, I don't know. That was the one at the end when Jameson announces Spider-Man's identity, right? Yes. I haven't yeah. watched the third film, but I know the gist of the plot. Um, well, I like how they brought back the same guy for, for J. Jonah Jameson. Did they really? Yes. I think that's he's so great. Funny. As, I think he's great. As, oh, yeah. He's fantastic. Yeah. Um, it would have been cool if they would have had like Ted Raimi as his assistant in the background or something and can and oh, kind yeah, of yeah, tie yeah. The, the first set with the, the most recent iteration mm-hmm. or even have like a little Bruce Campbell cameo. But yeah, you already have him in Doctor Strange anyway. So, yeah, we've talked oh, quite a bit about the movie 
anyway, I think even though we've kind of jumped around a little bit, you we've talked about most of them, Phil. Yeah, and I mean, this is... Besides, like, the ending. Besides the ending, which is Plague Air Becomes Blue. So are we getting blue medicinal raspberry now, too? Oh, I was thinking at that point... Um... It was more helpful, so it kind of tastes like a blue raspberry icy. Ooh, yummy. Yeah. It goes from that sour green apple medicine to blue raspberry icy. That's amazing. And again, would probably be like, ooh, tastes like blue raspberry. Would get a mouthful of awful, awful. But it's still plague air, and it's antidote, but I mean- can you OD on it still? Because you can OD on helpful medicines just as much as you can OD on. So you're saying that someone who's who was treating it like snow would probably be like, this is so great. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to like go and get yourself a big old heaping cup of blue raspberry plague air. But, you know, go outside, take sure? a couple deep breaths and you should be good. A <laughs> couple deep breaths. <laughs> oh, shit. I mean, yeah, I guess from here, it's just what was your, uh, was there any like standout moment for you? Is there any moment that you liked the most, like scene wise? I do like him setting up the the listening post trap in the sewer. Damn, that's my favorite scene too. <laughs> um, and, and we, well, we talked about it when we were watching too. It's the most yeah. spidery thing that Spider-Man has done to just put out the webs and sit there and wait till one of them vibrates. Well, I dare say that's the most spider thing that any Spider-Man's done movie-wise or like even animated-wise to me. I think there are times where Peter becomes like a literal spider, but that's more like a horrifying monster spider. You do have to remember that originally um, Tobey Maguire put a web between the Twin Towers. Did he? Oh, he did. I forgot about that. But that that. ended up getting cut out because of (laughs) 9-11. That got taken out. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. So it's the most spidery thing that's currently available in movies. That's true. Um, but yeah, um, I think just because like he just sets it up and then just lays back and chills. He he does what a spider does. It's put out the webs and you just sit and wait. Mm-hmm. I think it was kind of everything like after that was kind of eh. But that scene of him like setting it up and then waiting and then once they like start to move. And then him like mm-hmm. jumping up and feeling like, okay, where is this coming from? Yeah. But after that, even like, okay, that one fake out thing comes across, which you know it's you're going to have a, at least one fake out. Even yeah. put, up to that point, once it gets there, I'm already, I'm already done with that scene. <laughs> so it's just the setting it up, realizing, and then him like kind of honing in on where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. I mean, given... For me, that's one. Of, that's my favorite scene too, because I was talking to you while we were watching the movie about the sound effects in it, and I always say this word for it, folly, 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 the folly effects for that. Yeah, the folly, fo- the fo- God damn it, the folly effects for that. I absolutely adore because it's just it's so cool to think about how would they have made and I wonder if they did it on the um oh I forgot what it's called but it's the it's the it's the uh, machine that they use to make um, horror film music. There's an, there's an actual like instrumental machine a that they theremin? use. theremin? Don't think it's called a... Is it called a theremin? Well, if that's what you're thinking of, I would say no, that's not how they did this. Because a theremin, there's no, no strings or anything. No. That's the so, one where you just kind of move your hand up and down, side to side, and, no. and where your hand position is changes the tone of the sound. No, there is an actual horror film instrument that they use in horror films. And I'm tr- I try to remember what it is called because it's a very cool thing. Oh, it's called the Nightmare Machine. So there are parts of the Nightmare Machine that can make those reverberating piping sounds. Oh, it, you're talking about it's like multiple instruments in one type Yes. Yeah. Okay. I know what you're talking about. They do now. have they do have parts of that machine that can make those sounds. Yeah. So I'm wondering if they use a nightmare machine for those that part because it did sound like that echoey, nightmarish kind of piping sound. So I'm wondering if they did use that machine. So for me, like the that scene is like really cool. More along the lines, even as a kid, more along the lines of what it took to like basically make that scene come to life um, than anything else. Maybe. 
It's weird because for that, really, I can imagine just they took strings and ran them through a piece of PVC pipe and stuck a microphone in it. Oh, yeah. I can imagine that, too. But some I know some studios do have that nightmare machine. It's, oh, it, yeah. It's and it, it gets uncommon. used quite a bit. But for, yeah, it's not for that. But I do agree that the sound design and the Foley work for this movie was really good. Oh, yeah. There was, there was um, a lot of just little sounds that normally you just you kind of take for granted that really sung out in this. Now that you're mentioning that, yeah, because I do like the sound of the web shooters, especially the the scene where it comes out and hits its face when he's building it. Like it would be very interesting to be in the studio for their sound effects, because I know probably some of them are very unique to the movie. So I do like the aspect of that. Um, Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Oh, damn. We both have the same scene that we really like. Um, well, you know my my viewpoint. I would recommend this, and it's it has my stamp of approval. But uh, what about you? Um, yeah, I guess I would give it a stamp because as a superhero movie, there are far worse. Um, there has been, there has been modernly far worse. <laughs> oh yeah, but it, it's kind of one of those where it's like it's rough. It's kind of hard for me to say yes, just because it it's two hours and it feels like four. There's times mm-hmm. when it's like, oh my God, is this movie almost over? And then it's like, okay, yeah, I need to stop to go to the, to the restroom. Well, while you were up to go to the bathroom, I checked. It's like, holy shit, we still have over an hour to go. Damn. And this movie feels long. It so does. It, it makes it harder for me to, to approve of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, why not? And you know, if you're on a long car ride, put this on to keep the kids occupied. It gives you even longer when they're watching a movie instead of, oh, here's another short kids movie and having to switch all the time. Yeah. So, I mean. Would I recommend I mean. it? <sighs> if you're a star, if you're, if you're a Spider-Man completionist <laughs> or if you want to keep the kids silent and that other than that, you, I would say you could skip this Spider-Man and the next one. It doesn't yeah. really offer anything new. No. Yeah, so that was the amazing um, Spider-Man. On that note. <laughs> yeah, on that uh, note, I, I don't really have a lot to say about this movie, personally, if you couldn't I tell. know you don't. Um, yeah. It's not it's not for like lack of things to talk about for the movie. It's just, it's... It's um, been done before. Yeah, but then again, so is everything else we've watched. <laughs> <laughs> With the exception of maybe Unknown Visitor. Oh, actually, I bet no one's done Hanukkah either. And thank God for that. Because they're all smarter than us. They're all so much smarter than us. That's what we get for being incompetent. Mm Mm-hmm. And Grim will pay dearly for that. Well, luckily, from the sound of it, it's going to be this month, though. So yay Yay. for that. Mm Because that having to always wonder when is it coming back at me is nerve-wracking. Um, but yeah, I personally don't have anything else to say. I, I don't know about you. Only that you should check out our Patreon. There might be more stuff up there this month, I think. God, I don't know. Graham, is there going to be more stuff up there this month? Yeah, the the editing has been more of a chore than I was expecting because I was expecting to have some TV episodes up already and haven't got to those yet. Okay. But there will be more of that. We well, we've already said we have some spirited away coming, mm-hmm. um, which is a special birthday thing for for Kana. We we get to do a whole another <laughs> version of spirited away, but that will be Patreon. Yep. Um, so yeah, we'll have that. There'll be some TV episodes there. Um, Harley's joint has joined me for some TV episodes, and she's gonna be. Woo! She's going to be here for one of the movies this month. Yep. And starting March, it's going to be a little mix-up because Kana has decided that she doesn't want to always be incompetent, so it's time for her to do some school shit. Yes, I am actually going to be a working adult, hopefully sometime in the latest. (laughs) But in order for her to concentrate on her school stuff like she needs to, Harley's going to step in and do a couple episodes in her place each month for a while. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you'll enjoy hers and Grim. Well, theirs and Grim's dynamic. Well, we have a few movies planned already that we're hoping should be fairly interesting. That's good. I'm um, hoping that you guys have a fun time. But yeah, so 
like she was saying, check out the Patreon. There's a bunch of stuff on there. Um, the YouTube will have stuff. <laughs> it's just been a fight trying to get it to be accepted when I try and upload it. Um, is this so, why we say we stick with all the lucky charms? Yeah, I was just about to say, check out the Patreon for all that <laughs> stuff and give us like heart, stars, whatever the rating system is on whatever podcast service you're listening to us on, because we want all the lucky charms. Give us all the lucky charms. Yeah. Including the unicorn ones. Oh, those are the best. Yep. All, the little horny ones. <laughs> Dumb. <laughs> <laughs> um, other than that, I think the only thing left is for me to ask you, what should the comment be? Who's your favorite live action Spider-Man? Is it Tobey Maguire? Is it Andrew Garfield? Or is it Tom Holland and no one else before that matters? Okay. Who's your favorite live action Spider-Man? So Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, or Tom Holland? How do we end this? Um, I think we just like put on our web shooters and swing on out. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Mine don't have nice sound effects like that, so I'll just say bye. <laughs> <laughs> bye, guys.